0: Hey, 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 it's the Harland Highway. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, my God, the royal wedding just happened. Are you kidding me? Uh, All kinds of famous people and celebrities were at the royal wedding over in England, and we were going to do a a phone call with one of uh, our well-known celebrities, Boy George, the uh, rock and roll pop singer from the 80s. Boy George is going to be calling in, and he attended the royal wedding, and we're going to get the lowdown right from the horse's mouth. It should be exciting, so stick around for that. Uh, Then we're going to be talking about my trip. I just got back from a a world tour, so to speak. Uh, I was in Beirut and Singapore, and Cambodia, and Hong Kong, and I'm going to uh, talk about it. I, I recorded some some uh, some audio for you guys to hear. My adventures at a crazy uh, Chinese uh, fish and meat market. And then uh, we also have a, a crazy news story here today. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's about someone getting married, but not their whole body. Part of their body did not show up for the wedding ceremony. Wait to hear this crazy news story. So a lot to go through. Today's show's a long. It's about an hour, but you can do it. Put on your seatbelt. Take out your earwax, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Harland Highway. I have
1: an announcement. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. Lock the door. I don't want to be a product of my environment Shut up I want my environment to be a product of me You're riding down the Harlan Highway So, who do I have to fuck to get off this phone? I can get you off Maybe, maybe not Maybe fuck yourself ah,
0: You're a cantaloupe All
1: right, home. Tied on
0: the
1: Highway I'm ashamed, big daddy. That's why I'm a drunk. When I'm drunk, I can stand myself. Keep leaning on that tutor, Charlie, and you're gonna get a shot in the mouth. Act like a man! What's the with you? I wasn't really sure what was going on. You're listening to Harlan Williams. The rest is bullshit and you know it.
0: go off on another trip gallivanting around the planet hey everybody welcome to the podcast yours truly is home safely I made it back alive and uh, as you know I told you I was going on a little adventure and uh, today I'm going to share some of that uh, adventure with you some of the highlights the lowlights the experiences and, uh, and, man, it was fun. So, uh, you know, as I say at the beginning of every year, you know, and, and not everyone has the wherewithal or the means to do it, so I, I'm not, like, dangling it over anybody. But if you can get out and see your world, you know, if you listen to my podcast, you know I say this. Uh, every year I try to go to a new place. And it doesn't have to be a million-dollar place. It doesn't have to be a dump. It can be, you know, whatever you can accommodate. And fortunately for this trip, it was kind of mixed with work, so, so luckily that was able to pay for quite a bit of it, um, you know. And and on top of that, I had some air mile flights, and so I was able to do all this stuff and not really have to eat too much uh, in terms of my finances. So that always helps too. So, so let me tell you where I started. Uh, I was invited over to do uh, some stand-up comedy for three nights, four days and three nights, in Lebanon, of all places, in Beirut, Beirut, Lebanon. And as soon as I heard it, and I'm sure you probably had a visceral reaction unless you've been there, you're probably like, what? Beirut? Isn't that where things blow up all day long and people are fighting and throwing bombs? And Well, that's what I kind of thought. That's what the media leads you to believe. And I was scared, I was intimidated. Beirut is about uh, 89, 85 miles from Damascus in Syria where just the week before I left, President Trump had sent a bunch of, uh, you know, guided uh, missiles into bomb, to bomb Syria. And then a week before that, uh, Assad, the, the, the leader of Syria, Had apparently detonated chemical weapons, which scared me even more because now I'm I'm uh, like 90 miles from a possible uh, you know uh, nuclear chlorine cloud or sarin gas or mustard gas. So so yeah, I I would be lying if I didn't say I was a little worried. But uh, you know what? I was like you know life is full of risks and a lot a lot a lot of so uh, so I did it. I went. And uh, guess what? I was super pleasantly surprised. Us. Uh, Beirut is a very modern city. It's got all the kinds of things you'd probably see in any modern city in America. There's lots of traffic, there's nightclubs, there's discos, there's fancy hotels, there's fancy restaurants, there's, there's rich people with their yachts right on the Mediterranean Sea. There's families, there's people who want a happy life, there's people working, there's people making money, there's fishermen, there's... And uh, it was quite the uh, cosmopolitan place. Big high-rises and then glass buildings, and it was pretty cool. Now that being said, there was an element of it that was run down to a degree. The streets weren't in great shape, the sidewalks weren't in great shape, there was way more garbage strewing around... Then, uh, then there, uh, than there would be in, in an American city. Uh, the streets are littered, and, and you know maybe for every uh, 15 nice uh, apartment buildings or high rises, you'll see an old kind of half-finished, maybe uh, blown-out uh, building that maybe uh, suffered a uh, a violent fate in earlier days but uh, even though the country is at war technically at war with israel the city functioned and moved and people were happy and energetic and friendly and nice and no one was intimidating nobody nobody uh, tried to make me me or the people i was with feel bad i was over there with uh, jamie kennedy he's one of the actors from the scream movies and the the jamie kennedy experiment and Jamie's a really funny, nice guy, and we'd worked together before, so him and I were over there with a few other comedians. And we put on a show, man. And uh, they treated us royally. We stayed at a beautiful five-star resort with swimming pools and delicious food right on on the Mediterranean Sea. Um, they drove us around. We went out on uh, one of the politicians there, one of the high-ranking, the Minister of the Interior, a high-ranking official, took us out on his fancy boat for lunch and a, and a little spin around the uh, the Mediterranean, and we jumped in the, in the sea and went swimming. We went to some of the late-night uh, nightclubs, but most importantly, people showed up for the comedy shows, man. People uh, came out. Just about every show we did was sold out. We did two shows a night, and uh, people genuinely loved it because they don't have that over there. That's one of the casualties, I guess, of of you know living in a in a worn, torn, and and kind of uh, unsettled region of the world or country, if you will. Um, you're you're not gonna have every single perk that other places have, and so. So to have American-style, North American-style stand-up comedy was not something that they had. And so the, uh, the organizer of this event uh, rented out a space and kind of modeled the room after an American comedy club. He even, he even put the uh, fake brick wall up in the background and, and it really just looked the part. And, and most people in, in Lebanon uh, speak English and uh so so uh probably 98 percent of our audience was uh was english speaking or they at least uh, knew understood english and uh it was a lot of fun and uh you know the only real thing is uh all the all the comedians we had to ad- adjust our act for uh for some of the references that they might not get over there you know not every place in the world is exactly the same obviously so um. So uh, we we had to tweak things, and as you know, I like to talk to the crowd. And one of the uh, one of the things that I found really cool over there is that uh, people have much more exotic names than we have here in North America. Here we got Barbara and Larry and Michael and Stephen and Karen and you know, over there it's uh, you know Fahalid and uh, Fatsama and just just you know names that aren't familiar to us and so i was able to really play with a lot of those names there was actually was a woman there i asked her name she goes "Fatsama," and i said farts too much and she goes no Fatsama." and i said well well, farts too much and you know i just played with her the whole show and people were howling they really they really enjoyed me kind of having fun with them and so uh it was a real cool experience, great people. And it just, you know, it, in closing on Beirut, it kind of it kind of um it reminds you of 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 how we can be deceived in the world on of how other people and other cultures are, how you know, other cultures may have different things they wear or different things they do or they may have different colored skin or different beliefs or whatever the differences are. What's, what's kind of comforting is that you realize that no matter where you are, people also just want the same things. You could tell these people just wanted to take care of their families and have a good meal and sit with friends and play backgammon or smoke a hookah pipe. I smoked a hookah pipe. I'd never done that before. They want to have food, they want to laugh, they want to fish, they want to shop, they, you know? And it's a shame that the whole world just can't get along, that there's got to be war and and there's got to be conflict. Because, you know, wherever I travel, it's always the same. People just want love and harmony and peace and, and serenity. And, and it, it just makes me wonder... You know, there's just uh, these these few people in the world that 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 bad people, whether it be governments or politicians or people with money or people with no money that are that are uh, you know radicals or whoever. That it, it seems like there's a small base of people that that can control the masses and and drag the masses into their conflicts and and force the masses to work behind them with about their or with their cause and uh, it's just it's just so weird like most of us just want to wake up and have a nice day have a great day you ever hear that saying have a great day that's all anyone really wants i think but but it's amazing how small sanctions portions sex of society of the population can lead the rest of us down these roads of of turmoil. And unrest, but uh, my assessment of, of Beirut really good, really fun. It was it was nice to bring uh, the the gift of laughter to a, a place that could maybe use it, where the people uh, people have endured and suffered a lot from violence and war and conflict, and and so uh, we were all very well received. We had great shows and a great time. And my thanks to uh, all the good people in Beirut and all the people that put the show together and, and uh, asked me to go over and uh, very, very good times, okay? So uh, from Beirut, I figured, man, I'm over on that side of the world. I think I'll keep going. You know, it's like, it's like you know, if, if you're gonna go all the way to the mall, do you go to one store or do you go, you know what, I'll go to a few stores while I'm here, pick up some stuff, you know? So, I'm like, I'm all the way over here. Huh, why don't I do this? Why don't I pop over to Singapore? Seems to me I'm following Trump, right? First I go to Beirut where he threw in all the missiles. Now I'm going to Singapore where apparently he's supposed to meet with Kim Jong. Oh! And uh, before I I, uh, go into uh, how Singapore was, I'll kind of tease you the whole... The whole podcast and take you along on all these different stops. Uh, before we get into Singapore, let's uh, let's take a little break and uh, and do a little other crazy stuff uh, before we we land in Singapore, baby. The Harland Highway.
1: Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow, that's strange stuff. God, you crazy.
0: Okay. Here we go. This one, whew, this one is a little hard to swallow and no pun intended, but yeah, I guess maybe pun intended. This is a comedy podcast, so uh, yeah, pun intended, okay? Everyone always says no pun intended. Well, guess what? Pun intended, Uh Here's the the crazy news story headline. You ready? Bride whose arm was bitten off by crocodile Gets married days after attack. What the hell? Okay, you think of what I'm the, the first thing going through your head, right? They're standing at the altar. You know, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife to honor and respect for the rest of your life? I do. All right. Would you please place the ring on her finger? It, wh- wait. Wh- whoops. Wait. Uh. Uh. Uh, there, 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 are no fingers, sir. Uh, would you please place the ring on her finger, or I can't marry you? Yeah, but th- there's, there was a thing and a crocodile, and uh, sir, would you please put the ring on her finger? But sir, there is no ring. There's no. There's, it's it's just a nub. There's no. There's no. <laughs> right. Oh my God, this, listen to this story. A woman whose arm was torn off by a crocodile wasn't going to let a lost limb get in the way of her wedding as she managed to walk down the aisle just days after the gruesome attack. Holy jumping. Zanel Nduvalu, a former national tennis player, got married to Jamie Foxx, not, not the actor Jamie Foxx, on Sunday at the hospital in Zimbabwe where she's recovering from the crocodile attack, the newspaper reported. Good Lord. I mean, that's someone who really wants to get married days after having your arm ripped off by a giant reptile in Africa. I'd I'd be like uh, laying in bed like I'd maybe need more than two days to kind of get over it. I mean, this this woman. I gotta give her credit. Give her a hand because she can't. No, no, no. Pun intended. Pun intended. Um, I don't know if I could handle getting married. And, and there's a picture of her. She's in her beautiful bridal gown. She looks beautiful. He's he's white. She's black. They they look gorgeous together. So the story goes on to say the bride, however, almost didn't get to say her her vows, but. Days before Naduvlu, I'm not pronouncing her name right, was in an inflatable canoe with Jamie Foxx in Victoria Falls when the crocodile attacked the boat. Oh, my God, I've been in Victoria Falls. I've actually been there in Africa. It's a beautiful place. Not only have I I've been right on the shores of Victoria Falls, I've, I've hiked down kind of under them, and I've even taken a helicopter ride around the top of them. So I know this area and I did not see an arm floating down. No, stop. Quote, during the attack, the crocodile gripped her right arm and ripped it off. while her partner made frantic efforts to save her. They are lucky to be alive, though, a family member said. Now, you almost got to marry a person after that. I mean, you know how you know how when people always say when you get married. So so how did you know he was the one? How did you know that he really loved you that he'd do anything for you? Well, you know, he took me to the movies and um it was really romantic and then afterwards we went and got some beers. Well, you know, he just he read me a poem one night and I just knew he was the one.
1: Well, he uh he jumped in the river in Africa and wrestled a 10-foot alligator to death
0: and uh, pulled my arm out of his mouth and uh, punched the crocodile in the face and risked his life and, okay, we get it. No poetry, no movie. You win. I mean, if you don't think someone loves you after they they jump in the water and start pounding on a a man-eating crocodile, you almost got to marry that person. Um, The crocodile also bit her left hand. Fox jumped in and helped his then fiancee who lost so much blood. He feared she might die. After Fox created a makeshift tourniquet to stop the flow of blood long enough to get her to the hospital. Surgeons were able to save her life, but she lost the majority of her right arm. Oh, the poor thing. That is I'm, I'm being serious. That is that is really sad. She's a beautiful woman. Her husband seems like a wonderful guy. But she was determined to make her wedding day and decided to use the hospital chapel as the new wedding venue. She walked down the aisle wearing a one-shouldered wedding dress. Well, yeah, you you, you don't have much of a choice there. Um, And holding a bouquet with pink flowers. What remained of her right arm was heavily bandaged. Yeah, I guess I guess if her father was going to walk her down the aisle he'd have to get on on her uh on the right side. I mean, you you know, you wouldn't want to see the father three quarters of the way to the to the altar and he's kind of got his arm out and he realizes there's nobody on it. And he looks back and she's standing there pointing to where her arm used to be and he's like, "Oh, Jesus, I thought I I thought I had your arm, and he has to go back and embarrassingly grab her other, you know. um, Quote, it was quite remarkable, this love story, and it really does show their love for each other. The crocodile attack made no difference, a witness told the son. Their feelings and love for each other are even stronger than before, if anything. I guess so, man. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. If I'm dating a girl... And, you know, we're in love and we're we're thinking about, you know, how much we like each other. And we're thinking, should we get married? Should we get more serious? Should we get engaged? And then, you know, I'm walking along the shores of Lake Erie or something. And a 10-foot crocodile jumps up and pulls me in. And she jumps in and beats the crap out of it and, and rescues me. I'm like, yeah. That's a keeper. She's a keeper. I mean, what what else more does she have to prove that I matter? I mean, when you jump in with a with a hungry crocodile, you're not just saving someone; you're also putting yourself on the crocodile's menu. He's like, "What's with these idiots? I just wanted one, but they just threw in an appetizer." Okay, I'll eat. I'll eat this girl and. Uh, Looks like Daddy just got a, uh, a surfing turf. Looks like Daddy just got a little side dish here. I'll, I'll eat the white fat guy, too. Thank you. Anyone else want to come in? Let's turn this into a, an international buffet over here. Um, so we wish them well. What a story. I hope you have it in your heart to uh, jump in the water. And rescue the one you love from an alligator, or you could write them a little poem, or take them to a movie, you know, whatever makes you look the best in her eyes. Uh, glad you're okay, and uh, thumbs up. Well, d- thumbs up depends which arm, because what? Okay, pun intended. Okay, pun intended. All right, uh, there you go. That's our crazy news story for today. Watch out for crocodiles, and uh, don't be disappointed if on the honeymoon she doesn't give you a hand job. Uh, okay, enough, enough. Just stop. Roger, let's switch gears, and uh, let's, uh, let's move on.
1: God damn it! We lost! We fucking super lost, man! Tell them, McCluskey. Tell them what time it is. I believe you people. What do you mean you people? What do you mean you people? Huh? I I think what uh Tuck means is you people. No, look his man. You people. What you I got to oh, get back he 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 to
0: Well, speaking of weddings, as you know, the big the big royal wedding was yesterday over in the United Kingdom. And, uh, you know, everyone was talking about it. Everyone watched it all over the world. Big, beautiful, uh, wedding with Prince Harry and, and Margaret Merkel or whatever her name is. And, uh, and we weren't invited obviously, but, uh, we were able to put a call in over to the UK and, you know, they had, they had a who's who of guests at, at the wedding. Uh, you know, George Clooney was there and, uh. You know all these, all these Elton John and all these celebrities were there, and 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 famous people. And uh, fortunately, we have a relationship at this podcast here with Boy George, the nineteen eighties like pop icon. And so uh, he agreed to come on the show and talk to us and give us a first count, uh, um, firsthand account of the uh, the royal wedding. So without further ado, do we got him, Raj? Perfect. Okay, this will be really cool. The inside scoop on the uh, Prince Harry Merkel royal wedding, and uh, let's put uh, Boy George through from the United Kingdom. Uh, Hello? Boy? Oh, my God. Roger, is he there? Boy George, are you there, boy? Hello? Yes, boy, is that you?
1: Who's this then?
0: But, yeah, it's Harlan Williams, boy. Hello? Harlan Williams from the Harlan Highway Podcast.
1: Oh, Christ. That's right. We're doing a phone call today, right, Harlan?
0: Yeah, yes. We wanted to check in with you. You, you were at the, uh, the royal uh, wedding.
1: I've got a royal fucking hangover is what I've got, Harlan. A royal fucking hangover, eh?
0: Wow, so you you were you were uh boozing it up a little there, boy? Uh first of all
1: it's boy and George, okay? It's not just boy. It's boy plus George equals fucking boy George, alright?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, George.
1: Boy fucking George, alright? I'm not gonna say it again, you fucking twat.
0: Okay, you don't have to raise your voice. I'm I'm just excited because you were at the royal wedding.
1: More like a royal pile of bloody horse shit, Arlen.
0: A, 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 a pile of what?
1: Bloody horse shit.
0: Ho- horse shit?
1: That's what I said, horse shit.
0: What do you mean, royal horse shit?
1: Well, yeah, you ever been to a wedding, Arlen, where there's more fucking horses than there are people? Well, Well, no. Yeah, well, welcome to my night,
0: Mayor What? Well, what do you mean? There were, there were.
1: Well, did you watch the fucking wedding, Ireland or what?
0: Yes, I watched the wedding. Well,
1: everywhere you look, there's a fucking guy on a horse. There was a horse for this. There was a horse for that. Even fucking uh, Harry and Merkel were fucking, you know, being pulled along in a fucking carriage full of horses.
0: Well, that's that's part of the royal tradition, uh, boy. There's there's horses everywhere, and. It's
1: boy, John. Look, if you don't get it right, Arlen, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get me fucking telly, the little fucking telephone, and I'm gonna shove it up the rear end of a warthog down at the fucking royal zoo, and you can talk to a fucking warthog in a fucking intestine. All right.
0: Okay, listen. So there were horses at the...
1: There were horses, all in And wherever there's horses, there's fucking horse shit everywhere. I mean, you know, people are clapping and applauding. And here comes, you know, Margaret Merkel or whatever the fucking name is in a white dress. And, you know, one minute you're looking at what looks like a fucking royal angel. Okay. And the next second you're watching a fucking, you know, 9,000-pound horse drop a giant fucking load of chestnuts on the royal fucking street, right?
0: Well, yeah, of course, the horses are, are going to have to relieve themselves.
1: Yeah, well, when was the last time you were at a wedding and after the time you were watching people fall in love and the other half you watch a ship fall down from the heavens like you are in a fucking Arizona shitstorm, Arlen. Well, like, ugh...
0: Come on, the, the, you know the, the, that's just part of the whole thing. the the the, the Royals they've got they've got the the, the guards and the, and the all the the royal palace guards on horses and they're in a it's a ro- romantic. Oh
1: really? It's fucking romantic. Hey, when was the last time you took a bottle of wine and put out a picnic blanket and he sat near a fucking horse manure fucking waterfall and watched the sunset?
0: i was, well, a horse manure waterfall and watch the sunset?
1: That's what it was like, oh, Arlen. I mean, every time I fucking turned around, there were fucking horse chestnuts dropping all over the fucking royal road, eh?
0: Well, did you have to focus on the royal horse chestnuts?
1: Well, it was all to. I mean, first of all, you know, you got the first load, you got about 20 royal fucking knights walking down the road, and... You know, there's fucking chestnuts dropping all over the place like a fucking mat truck ran into a fucking chestnut tree, right?
0: Okay, do you have to keep saying chestnuts?
1: And then you know, then all of a sudden, that you got the you got the fucking guards with the red and the, the beaver skin hats, right, coming up from behind, and they're on the royal white horses, right?
0: Yeah, the beautiful white horses.
1: Right, well, they are not so white right anymore when they start walking through a fucking mountain of fucking horse chestnuts, eh?
0: Well, they didn't walk through horse chestnuts.
1: You, well, that's what we're you there here, Alan, because I know I was, and I saw fucking white horses get brown pretty quickly when they were kicking up more horse chestnuts than a fucking sprinkler on the front lawn of a mental retard institution.
0: Uh, wh- what? What? A sprinkler on the front lawn of a mental retard institution.
1: Well, that's what you feel like, Arlen.
0: Okay, so.
1: Alright, and then all of a sudden, now you got the white fucking horses, and I a. Um, uh, how many horses do you need at a fucking wedding? What are we filling up Noah's Ark all of a sudden?
0: No, we're not filling up Noah's Ark, but it's part of the custom.
1: Well, maybe one, two, maybe half a dozen fucking horses, Ireland. Did you need, like, fucking all the horses in fucking the United Kingdom? Well... I mean, at what point does it become a fucking stampede? Look, did I come to a fucking wedding, or am I here to see a fucking cowboy rope show for fuck's sake, Ireland? Well, okay,
0: so it's a, you don't go to a lot of weddings and there's horses.
1: That's what I'm talking about. So now you got, like, you know, you got, like, a fucking minefield of fucking horse manure chestnuts all the way up and down the street. Okay. And, you know, Princess Diana, when she was alive, God rest her soul, she was a big, you know, proponent of, like, taking care of the landmines, right?
0: Well, yes, yeah, she was an activist and she, she was a... She was all about like cleaning up the landmines from former wars and and hoping kids didn't step on them. And
1: well, you know how many fucking kids I saw running across the road at the wedding and stepping on a fucking chestnut landmine.
0: Okay, come on, George.
1: It's boy, fucking George. If you don't fucking stop it, I'm gonna go to the fucking Seven Eleven. Buy a fucking Three Musketeers bar and fucking soak it in vinegar and ram it in your fucking Frankenstein-sized forehead, you fucking bohemian cheesecake fucking manatee twat.
0: I'm not a manatee twat. Now stick with the program.
1: Well, I saw children running across the fucking road at the royal fucking wedding. And can you stop swearing? Fuck you! I've been drinking all night and fucking
0: royally hungover. Oh my god! And here's, how about these kids running
1: through the fucking? It looked like it looked like I was watching a bunch of fucking elves walk through fucking chocolate pudding land or something.
0: A bunch of elf, a bunch of elves running through chocolate pudding land.
1: Well, that's what it looks like when you see a three-, four-, five-year-old running through piles of fucking horse chestnuts all over the royal fucking road.
0: Good Lord.
1: And then here's the real kicker. you got Prince Harry, right? Yes, Prince Harry. Yeah, Prince Harry. And then his wife fighting Margaret Merkel, or whatever her name is. I,
0: I think Margaret Merkel is the prime minister of Germany or something.
1: Well, who lives in... Dozen. It's Prince Harry and Margaret Merkel and their fucking. Co- they come in their fucking magic Cinderella wagon, right?
0: Yeah, they had a beautiful covered wagon with wagon wheels and horses.
1: Yeah, right, and guess what? They're behind the first lot of fuck, the whole fucking herd of horses, right? Okay. So now you got this fucking Prince Harry with his carrot top fucking smoothie haircut. His what? Well, look, it's fucking hair. It's all red, isn't it? It looks like somebody fucking, you know, went on a fucking coaster and ran up and puked all over his head just
0: after they drank a fucking carrot juice smoothie, right? That is disgusting. He's got fine hair.
1: Whatever, there. I was there. You weren't.
0: Okay, and what about...
1: Margaret Merkel?
0: That's not her name!
1: Margaret Merkel's wearing his beautiful white flowing gown. I mean, this thing's fucking so long, you could have wrapped the fucking heaven and earth in this goddamn thing, right?
0: Okay, yes, she had a long white gown.
1: Well, it wasn't white for long once she fucking started rolling that fucking wagon wheel through the fucking horse chestnuts, eh?
0: What are you talking about?
1: The hell, have you ever run a fucking wagon wheel through fucking horse chestnuts,
0: Arlen? Would you quit saying horse chestnuts?
1: Well, that's what they look like to me. I was there. Fuck
0: you. Okay, so the, I'm sure the wagon rolled through a few of the
1: horse chestnuts.
0: The horse chestnuts.
1: And guess what? When you got a fucking wagon wheel rolling around, Arlen, it sprays all over the place, doesn't it?
0: Well, I guess it would.
1: So now Margaret Merkel's nice fucking white wedding dress looks like a chocolate chip cookie from the bottom of Lake Shitty Kaka.
0: What the bottom of Lake Shitty Kaka?
1: That's right, Arlen. It's all speckled up and got freckles. It looks like fucking Molly Ringwald's left ass cheek.
0: What are you saying?
1: I'm saying there were so many shit sprinkles from those horse chestnuts all over Margaret
0: Merkel's fucking white wedding rose dead fucking thing. Wedding dress?
1: Wedding dress. There were so many chocolate chips on that thing. It was more speckled than Molly Ringwald's fucking left ass cheek. What would you know about
0: Molly Ringwald's left ass cheek? The same thing I know about a right ass cheek. It's
1: speckled like a fucking ripe speckled trout from the bottom of Lake Shitty Kaka.
0: Would you stop saying Lake Shitty Kaka?
1: Well what you want me to say, Arlen? You phoned me, asked me what the royal wedding was like, and I'm telling you it was like a fucking Arizona shitstorm is what it was, Arlen.
0: Well, was there anything that didn't involve horse droppings?
1: talk about Prince Harry's fucking barf colored orange hair.
0: What do you mean barf colored orange hair?
1: Well, I mean look at this fucking guy. He looks like a fucking clown climbed up on his head, barfed fucking onion soup all over his fucking head, and he's got red hair fucking redder than Molly Ringwald's freckled fucking ass flaps.
0: Would you get off of Molly Ringwald in her ass flaps?
1: <laughs> all in- I mean, Christ! It was a real spectacle.
0: So, uh, w- w- was the reception good? Was there? Was there? Was the? I
1: mean, look at you floundering around, eh? If you're asking me what the fucking ceremony was like, I guess it was okay. You know, if you want to see a, an ex fucking actress from uh, Deal or No Deal, well, what
0: are you talking about? Well, if you're not watching telly, All it, eh? Didn't you know that Margaret
1: Merkel used to be one of the fucking deal or no deal girls? She stood up on the stage, opened a
0: fucking briefcase with a number in it. Okay. And I bet that's what she's going to
1: be doing when she divorces Prince fucking Carrot Juice, right? What do you mean? Oh, you know Prince, he's a fucking royal prince. He's got lots of money, eh? So... So when they get divorced, and you know they're going to get divorced because Harry fucking Carey likes to fucking throw around his royal weenie stick. Would you stop it? And she's going to walk into that fucking divorce lawyer's office and she's going to have one of those fucking deal and no deal briefcases. Cut it out. She's going to pull it open and it's going to have a big fucking 20-digit number,
0: Arlen. Are you telling me she's a gold digger?
1: I'm not saying anything, but holy fuck, I'd like to be her when the fucking money starts raining down from fucking carrot juice heaven all and
0: Would you get off of his hair?
1: Well, look at this fucking guy. I mean, his hair's so fucking red. If you put a little red nose on his face, you'd swear he was the clown from the It movie.
0: Are you telling me that Prince Harry looks like the clown from the Stephen King movie
1: It? More like shit is what it is.
0: All right, I don't think you're respecting your own princess and prince.
1: Yeah, well, if I want prince, you know what I'll do. What's that? I'll and put on purple rain, get naked, cover myself in mayonnaise, and have a broke-back mountain party all over my boyfriend's freshly-rubbed relish-covered ass cheeks.
0: Oh, my God! What is the what is the matter with you, George?
1: It's boy George. That's the last time. Go suck a fucking flat-screen television all the way up your fucking broke-back mountain fucking face, twat machine.
0: Whoa! Whoa! What the? F- Roger? Did he say suck up flat screen TV up my brokeback mountain fart machine? Whoa, that guy is intense, man. Oh God, oh, Is he gone? Thank God. Jesus, this guy kind of ruined the royal wedding for me. I, I was I wanted to hear about who the celebrities were, what what it looked like. And this guy just goes off on how there was horse manure everywhere. And I guess he's got a point. I mean, has anyone here ever been to a wedding where there's a horse? Let alone like 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 300 horses? Okay, um, the horses have to poo, but do you have to talk, talk about that the whole time? And her name's not Margaret Merkel. I'm, I'm convinced Margaret Merkel, isn't she the, the, the president of Germany or something? What's this chick's name? And the red hair, well, you know Roger, I think he just kind of ruined the royal wedding for a lot of our listeners here. So let's, let's move on. Let's get back to my trip. We'll close the show with something fun. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I was going to talk about Singapore and Cambodia, which was the middle part of my trip, but I think I we'll do something fun and we'll jump to the end of my trip. So the last spot I went to on my trip was Hong Kong. So I'd never been to China, I'd never been to Hong Kong, and I was already over there. I was in Singapore and Cambodia after Beirut, and I'll tell you about that on the next show because that's a whole other adventure and I'd need another 20 minutes or so. Um, But I was only in Hong Kong for like two nights. I, I was like, you know, instead of flying right home from Cambodia, Hong Kong's like an hour and a half flight and am I ever going to be over in this part of the world again? I don't know. I hope so, but I might not. And I've never set foot into China. And Hong Kong, you know, you hear about Hong Kong, what a wild city it is. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I got online and I booked a hotel like right in the middle of the harbor. My, I, I requested that I have a room that looked out onto the harbor and these guys uh, obliged my request and they gave me this incredible room that was like front and center. You couldn't have asked for a more centered room in the Hong Kong Harbor. The the Hong Kong's on a big harbor on the wa- on the ocean and it's just the shoreline is just packed with with high rises and and they do light shows at night and all the all the high rises turn on laser lights and 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 they have they, they have bill lit up billboards that go up and down the entire length of the high rise and and there's tons of boats and tugboats and barges going it's a, it's really a bustling city and it was really exciting to be there and then they had all these tall buildings with all kinds of neon signs and it felt very blade Runner-ish. i don't know if you've ever seen the original blade runner but The original Blade Runner movie has all these buildings with with neon signs and billboards and and, and Chinese writing and it's it's really cool. It's kind of sci-fi-ish, man. And so here I was in this really great hotel and I didn't have time because I was only there really for a day. Uh, and I didn't have time to really get out and do a lot of the touristy things. So I thought, you know what? At least I'm here. At least I'm laying eyes on it. At least I'm experiencing it. And what I'll do is I'll get out and I'll walk around the city. Like from, from my hotel, I'll wander around. And I get a feel for the people and the culture and the hustle and the bustle. And, the, and, and so I got out in the streets. And it's really interesting because right where my hotel was, there's a lot of big giant high rises and stuff. And then literally about three or four blocks in behind those buildings, it just turned into what you'd think. It was like these really tight streets with markets and, and butcher shops and vegetable markets and, and fish. And it, it, I got to be honest, it kind of smelled. And they had chickens in cages and they had fishes and fish tanks. I mean, the, the Chinese eat just about everything that moves in the ocean. I mean, I went into seafood markets that were literally the size of a, 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 an American garage, okay, maybe smaller. And I saw more species of beautiful fish, shrimp, and lobsters, and crustaceans, and sea urchins, and I mean, you'd use, I saw more in a little squished garage than I've ever seen at the fanciest aquarium all over the world. And these creatures weren't dead. This at the fish markets in China, everything's alive, baby. And so, uh, so I was seeing fish I'd never seen in my life. I'm like, what the hell is that? Where'd they get that? Oh my god! Like beautiful fish with colors and speckles, like tropical fish. And I, I, I thought there was like three species of lobsters in the world, but apparently there's like 900. I was seeing lobsters that I looked like they came from the planet Ewok or something. I mean, it was cool, and there, there was meat hanging everywhere, and there was people bustling and people lining up, and there was, like, intestines. And, I mean, the Chinese eat it all, man. It's like fear factor over there. There, there, there were bulls with eyes. There were bulls with feet. There were bulls with foreheads. There were bull with teeth. I mean, man, nothing goes to waste. And it's all hanging out there, and I hate to say it, there's a lot of flies on it and stuff. But people just stand there, and they're like, I "Guess they're getting it fresh." And uh, and so I wandered around there, and just to give you a little flavor of the market, I recorded a few minutes, and uh, you can hear the, the the sounds, and you can uh, almost smell it, and and uh, you can hear me talking to uh, some of the merchants, even though I I had I didn't speak Chinese, but I thought I'll just talk talk anyways and see what happens and so here's a little uh, little clip of me live wandering the streets and the markets of hong kong china well here i am walking the streets of hong kong
1: at a vegetable market
0: looking at the fresh chinese broccoli
1: uh, Chinese. oh someone's making
0: a purchase. Hold on. It's a big, long, green, leafy... It's not... I don't think it's asparagus. Celery? No. Something I haven't seen before.
1: Looks a little bit like seaweed. What is
0: this one, sir?
1: $8. What is it? Eight dollar. Eight dollar? Celery? celery? This morning glory. Morning glory. You looking for celery? No, I'm looking for morning glory. I like that. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Oh. Someone just bought some morning glory. Okay, nothing beats. You think I'm going to take celery over Morning Glory? <laughs> you got to be out of your Chinese mind. Wow. Taking a whole bundle of Morning Glory, I'll tell you that much. Wow. Unbelievable. There's someone over. Now I'm going over to the meat market. There's a lady literally picking up chicken feet and putting them in a bowl. she got... Delicious chicken feet. How much are the chicken feet? Twelve dollars? What's that? Chicken feet? Delicious chicken feet. Yes. Wow. Well, we'll get very good reaction from her. Just how much of the chicken Be 12. Oh wow, I got some fish. Some live fish flipping around. Wow. What kind of fish, sir? This one?
1: What? Uh, lapu-lapu.
0: Lapu-lapu? Yeah. Wow. Still alive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: How do you kill it? You shoot it? Geez, that thing's flapping around like Rosie O'Donnell's underpants. Wow. Holy
1: smokes. Oh, someone's grabbing a fish.
0: Beautiful Ooh, just Oh, you can hear it flapping. Whoa. Oh, she's grabbing it. Wow, shrimp. I'm seeing shrimps and... People pulling live fish around. Let's go over to this other meat market over here, see what we got. It really is a smorgasbord, all kinds of meat hanging out on the on hooks. Ribs and who knows what else. There's some pig's feet. Looks like a heart. I'm pretty sure that's a pig's heart hanging. Not that I'm a pig hard doctor but I still can't stop thinking about the morning glory I got to be honest about that oh here's some barbecued duck hey, hello you? what's that one barbecued duck huh? what's that one duck, duck. Ooh. How you? How you? Uh, and what's this one uh, no, uh, chicken. chicken and uh, soy
1: chicken
0: soy chicken hey.
1: do
0: you have any Barbecue? Barbecue. Do you have any morning glory? Morning glory. <laughs> Delicious. Thank <laughs> you. Wow. Oh. Go inside. Oh. Maybe for lunchtime. Lunchy. Lunchtime. yes. Lunchy. Uh, yes. Lunchy, lunchy. Yes. Thank oh. you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, what's this one? Is that a baby? Pigeon. 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 Oh, wow. Oh. Well no. right. Cousy. Cousy. Oh, you're, uh, you're pointing uh, to the Lucy duck's duck. ass. Lucy
1: duck. Lucy duck. Lucy duck. Loosen it up. Lucy.
0: Lucy. Lucy. I love Lucy. Lucy Duck. Lucy duck. Okay. Wow. Just
1: pointing.
0: Lucy. Goose. Goose. Goosey. Okay, sorry. I thought you said I love Lucy. Goosey. Okay.
1: Wow. Pork. I still can't get around the baby pigeon.
0: Wow. And what's this, a tongue? Tongue from uh, cow?
1: He's pointing to his tongue. Wow. Oh, don't grab the tongue. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Lunch time. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow! So now I'm heading over to a seafood area, and I'm seeing all kinds of crabs. Oh my God! Look at all the live crabs, live shrimp. I see fish swimming around. Wow! Some of these crabs are beautiful. They're like uh, they're like uh, they look like tigers. They're orange and yellow. Hello. Hi, you man. Yeah. You back? Crabs. Delicious crabs. Oh boy, they got some of the crabs bundled up. It looks like they're in bondage. They got their claws all tied up. And I hate to say it, it looks like their claws might be tied up with morning glory. And uh, whoa, there's some kinky ass crabs over here. We got fish. We got giant seashells, little sardines. I mean, they put it all out here, man. All these fish are just flapping around. Carp. I see some carp. Holy smokes! They, you know, you know how you go to a uh, a seafood restaurant and you see the lobsters alive in the tank? Well, that's what they do here. They leave all the fish alive in the tank.
1: Oh, here we go,
0: someone's ordering a live fish, oh boy, fresh live, I guess it can't get any fresher, wow, we just dumped like 10, 10 live fish into a tank, they're just flipping all around. at least you know they're fresh, that's not a bad thing, oh, he's getting the net. Nah.
1: He just netted a fish. Oh boy. Wow.
0: I don't know what he's ordering. Oh, a big one. go on. I better get some video of this. Alright, I'm signing off in the market for now, but wow, what an adventure. Right here in downtown Hong Kong. At the uh, the market, and it is morning, and uh, I almost got some morning glory. Hallelujah! Oh, the morning glory. Who doesn't want some of that? So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. That was like you know seven eight minutes of me just literally. You know, I I was walking from from stall to stall. Like one one stall would be the fish. The next stall's veggies. The next stall's. Uh, meat it was like it's like all the food groups were there and uh you know i just wanted you to hear it it's really neat hearing the people talks i i always uh, find find the chinese language so interesting the the inflection and the sound and the speed and the you know and it it, i I always find it fascinating that that other people in other parts of the world communicate fluently in a completely different way of, of of verbalizing and other people like me can't understand one single word, but they th- that's their official language. I, f- I find a pheasant; it, it just sounds so goes cool. like you know, and it's like what what? But it it's just cool to hear. So I I like. I hope you like that. I thought I'd record it just so you could kind of you know get sucked into it, feel the ambiance. I tried to paint a little picture for you of of. You know the crowded, smelly, tight little streets with all the all the stuff. Uh, I actually took some video footage of it, and uh, I'm going to start posting some of it probably tonight on my Instagram. So you can uh, actually, if you if you're interested in seeing what it actually looked like, uh, I'll put up some little one minute videos of the uh, of where I actually was, and you guys can kind of uh, see it and not just hear it. So that'll be fun. Won't that be fun? That'll be fun. Uh, so there you go. And then, like I said, I, I, I don't want I I got too much to talk about, so I'll tell you about Cambodia and Singapore on the next podcast. But a really fun adventure, good times, and uh, I hope you're uh, you're enjoying hearing about some of these uh, little little uh, trips that I go on. Uh, but we'll we'll leave it there with the memories of the uh, the uh, Chinese Hong Kong market. And again, check out my Instagram. My my Instagram address is at Harlan Williams or whatever you say. It's just my name, Harlan Williams. There's a few imposter sites, so be careful you don't get on those. the the uh, the uh, The profile picture for my official site is me with a white shirt and a black tie, or uh, I'm just kind of laying down looking kind of spiffy in a a shirt and tie and then there's a few other imposter sites with uh, with a few uh, members I think I've got like 20,000 followers or something so if you see one that has less than like 10,000 followers it's an imposter site so I got to get rid of those but uh, but anyways that's it for today we'll hang it up here and uh, thank you to all the people who came out to see me in Arizona this past weekend in Phoenix. What a great, uh, what a great uh, outing we had! Thank you, Arizona. My next stand-up comedy uh, gig will be in mid-June in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Winnipeg. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a great show at uh, Rumors, great comedy club in uh in Manitoba and uh that'll be June 14, 15 and 16. And uh we're going to have a lot of fun there and then the following month in mid July, July 12, uh 13 and 14, I will be in Cleveland, Ohio at Hilarities, a great club. So uh go to uh, com, get your tickets. And uh, while you're there, check out our store. We have a great uh, online sto- store. Whoops, I hiccuped right there. That's I've been eating too much morning glory even. Too much morning glory even. Uh, and, uh, and also, uh, while you're there, uh, you can become a premium member on the Harland Highway for 20 bucks a year. You can get every episode we've ever recorded as well as uh, bonus material that I put up for premium members from time to time. And uh, also don't forget to get our free app on your cell phone. Just go to your app store, type in the Harland Highway Podcast. Boom, you got it for free. You get the 50 latest episodes for no charge whatsoever. And hopefully I'll keep you entertained and laughing and being interested in things. Um, And that's it, man. Thank you for everyone who's been watching Puppy Dog Pals. We're getting ready to uh, amp up season two of my Disney Junior cartoon, Puppy Dog Pals. And we will give you the launch date for season two as it becomes available. But it should be coming fairly soon. I'm excited. So there you go. That's it for today. Thanks for being here. Tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway podcast. We always love bringing in more listeners. And uh, that's it. Uh, happy morning, Glory, and until next time, because I was in Hong Kong, chicken chow mein, baby!